We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. So the first thing that I have to say is elk hunting is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Uh, that's true, Uh, particularly public ground and particularly in 6C where we were were elk hunting a couple weeks ago. It was. He is not going to see me again. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. No. It was. It was. It was exceedingly. That. That. Yeah. Exceedingly hard. Well, it's not like we got skunked. I mean, we we saw some bulls, but we saw one bull on private land and one bull off private land. Right. But. You also have to take into account the fact that we didn't do any scouting. We didn't know the area. We we've done that before, though. I know we've done that before successfully. I know, but there there were a myriad of. I'm not I'm not going to rule out six C in the future. We just the weather was hot. It was just difficult. That's, yeah, that's all. And and anybody who says you know we we do we love hunting we absolutely love going hunting, um, but we don't you, do it because it's easy. No, that's that's but there, there has to be animals. There's a, there's also <laughs> there's also times when it's extremely frustrating because yeah. we were in we were in country oh my that gosh, should have we had animals should have had animals fantastic elk country I mean just. It had all of the things that you're looking for for elk. It had space. It had cover. It had food. It had water. It was. It in just the high didn't country. have any freaking elk. Yeah, and all the and all the sign was two weeks or older. I don't know where the elk went, other than maybe the Valle Caldera. But, but there was there was there was sign, but it was all old sign. And you know, most most of the time when you drive around in was a, it, it wasn't just old sign. I mean, there was old dudes with their little freaking kits and their brushes out there, checking that <laughs> shit for ancient <laughs> artifacts. <laughs> it was old. Well, there was that, but there wasn't just one area either. We hunted like old all four of quarters. Of, like, <laughs> it I was hard. Know, I, let, I let's suffice like, it to say that it was hard. That we we were in country that we should have been seeing elk, and we weren't seeing elk. And it and it did. It it got it, it got frustrating. It got frustrating. And I'm not I'm not one to easily get frustrated. I know I walked at least two or three miles. Right. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's so I mean, crazy. seriously, I'm not doing this again. Why would anybody do that? No, I think you I think you did add it up on your phone. We walked twenty three miles in three, three miles days. Like, yeah. In th- yeah. Twenty three 23 miles in three days, and we saw two bulls, one on private. Yeah. And I'll, I'll mention this. The only private, there's like 50 acres of private. The only private in that unit that was not unit wide. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no. It had, it had, it had what, seven, nine, acre seven acres. It was like a little bitty strip. So, like, 
maybe like twenty yards wide. I don't understand that. I, I am going to bring wide. I am going to bring that up with the with the game and fish because that doesn't make any sense at all. Why, no, I'd like to know why what, what, why that person is signed up unit wide and why they're getting a tag. That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. That yeah. should not be happening. No, um, that that is not a good trade off for the people of New Mexico for public. No, line especially because there's no way to find out Mm-mm. and to tell. It's not what strip it's exactly. actually exactly so wide. that's what I'm saying that is not a, a good trade off for the people of New Mexico to be for them to have a tag and say you can hunt on this seven acres but that person gets to hunt on all the rest of the public land no it's horrible it, it is a it is a, it is, and like I said I'm going to bring that up to the game and fish and encourage you guys to do the same if you're out there and you find something that is funky. And we were using the department's own maps. Yep, yep. But if you come across something that's funky, you need to you need to ask about it because that does not make any sense whatsoever to me. No, why that little strip is getting. And another thing too is I think that these properties, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but I think these properties that are unit wide need to be required to post it. They need to be they need to be required to post it on their gates that they are a unit wide ranch. Yeah. Because it seems like whenever they started that program that that's how it was, wouldn't it? No. I don't don't remember any requirement ever to post it. The the only requirement was that it had to be free and equal access. Is that what it was? Yeah. And so so we've had, you know, there's there's been incidences in the past um, where landowners have signed up unit wide and then said uh no you can't drive on my property and and there's been certain instances like that or they've denied access and in those instances um those properties should have been reviewed and either kicked out or said you either comply or you're done um sometimes that doesn't happen you know it's the game of fish is not perfect uh, it is a bureaucracy uh, of sorts. It has limitations. You have people turn over all the time in it, and so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold them. You know, I'm not gonna heap blame upon them for for certain exceptions where it doesn't work. But f- for the most part, um, it, it works okay. Um, the problem is whenever you have those. And it's a, a reoccurring problem. And so the free and equal access means if they're going to deny public hunters the ability to, and this has happened before, the ability to drive on their property, they have to use the same restrictions on their private hunters. So their private hunters should not be able to drive on that property if public hunters can't drive on it. Yeah. And that's the free and, and, that's, that's the free and equal access that, that, and that's, that it's supposed to be. That's cool. I, and I get that. I'm okay I, with And that. I agree. But... There's what they're what they're basically saying is yeah well my private hunter is not going to step foot on my property anyway so who cares pretty much and again and that's where you need to evaluate so, the property and say is that is that a benefit to the department or are we just trying to get are are, are they trying to get rid of a complaint I still think they I still think and I said in the, I said in the meetings um, you know we we I went down to Crucis when they had the meeting for the for the elk. Um, new elk rule new elk rule yeah and um i did voice that at that meeting um that because they 
they don't have a size requirement for unit one. That's right. And I, man, you can trade in an acre mm-hmm. for the entirety of the Lincoln National Forest. Mm-hmm. And, and it does depend on where you're at. Um, there are certain areas where the social pressures lead to um, deals or, or um, properties being signed up as unit-wide because they have a large amount of elk pressure on their property and, and it becomes a depredation complaint. There, there are absolutely those places. Um, but I think you're right. I think there should be some sort of size requirement to, again, offset the benefit that that landowner, because that landowner is getting a benefit mm-hmm. of some sort. Absolutely. Um, and I am not against those landowners being compensated for the nope. for the uh, habitat that they're providing for those animals. Absolutely not against that. Nope. But there needs to be a, somewhat I, I of a fair trade-off. Some, if somebody's got one acre or even five acres or even ten acres, and they get they get a unit-wide bull tag because they give over their five acres. I, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I just, I, I just, I, don't. I have, I have a tough problem with it myself. I mean, I mean, if they, if they want to get a tag, fine, sure, and they can sit their butt on their five acres and that's right. and try to hunt it. I mean, I know that's you know, hard. If, if you get but, two sections and you get, you know, you're, now granted, absolutely. the thing about it is too though, and this is this is, we got to take this into account, you know, because if we're gonna if we're going to hammer on it, we we got to be fair. They don't the way that the draw works for them. They're they're those small contributing ranches. They're put in a draw, so it's not like they get a bull tag every yeah. year, right, right, yeah. or anything like sure. that. So they're putting in a draw, and they have to draw their tag. So there's that. There is that. Um, you know, I I do like that portion of it. I, I and I like how they do that, and I like how they split up a unit. You know, if a unit's got seventy percent public public land and thirty percent private land, seventy percent of the tags go to public draw, absolutely, and thirty percent go to the private landowners. It's a decent system, yeah. But, but certainly another layer to that, with a with a lot uh, acreage requirement, uh, I think would make all the sense in the world, mm-hmm. both to for the hunters, the other people out there. And the landowners, and not restricting if you got them one from one acre or five yeah. acre. You have to be. You have to know. I'm screwing the department. Yeah. I'm screwing everybody if I get a tag. And I'm not saying they shouldn't get the tag. But that trade is not a fair trade. It's not a fair trade. No. Maybe, maybe, maybe if they had to allow hunters across the board, deer, elk, sure, trapping. If they had to allow hunters to use their land that could be I don't, a step I don't, in the I right direction it would be a step i don't think yeah. it's even close to the answer but i think well it's a step. this is a you know this is a discussion that uh, is probably long overdue there, there's there's a lot of people who don't like new mexico's private land elk system um because they feel that it's it doesn't meet and this is a whole different discussion and podcast we're going to have at some point. I'd like to get tie in on it because um, my brother, because he's done a lot of study on it. And anyways, 
but they say it's not a, it goes against the North American conservation model. Without getting into that, right. without getting into that, the, the simple fact it so so they say you know the the commercialization of wildlife that's what they're claiming that um, these landowners getting authorizations and let's be very clear here landowners don't don't get tax landowners get an authorization number that allows them they can sell uh, they can barter they can trade they can give that authorization number away that authorization number can then be converted to a tag which is purchased from the department. So the funds for the actual tag for to, to take the animal goes to the department. The landowner, basically what he's getting for selling, bartering, trade, giving away that authorization number, yeah. he's selling a trespass fee. Yeah. That, that's what it is. Um, the tag comes from the department and so that in and of itself is you know if, if you're going to claim that it goes against the north american conservation model that's not true because they don't get those tags um they get an authorization number Correct. which is and, which is purchased from and, the, from the department and that's something that i've been screaming at the top of my lungs at for a long time because those tags are allocated by population in that area which includes the private land. Yeah. And if you take that away, now we're still allocating that number of tags for less land. Right. I've, or or we are um well there was an there was an or. I know there was an or. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, um you could say in 6C that they could give away a million elk tags. And that would be okay because there's no freaking elk in that entire unit. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I, – I really have a problem well, with Well, yeah. It's like I said. You either allocate the same number of tags for less land because now we're not hunting on the private land or you're giving away less tags. Either way, it is not a good scenario for the public draw hunter. Either right. way. Absolutely. It's just there's, there's no – There's your order. Well, yeah, that was my order. Rodney, we're Rodney we're, found the we're out there. I mean, yes, we get – uh, what, whatever there was in that hunt, was there 60 or 80 tags? I don't remember how many tags mm-hmm. there were in that unit. But we're not only competing with those, but we're competing with all of those other guys that have yeah. private land tags that are out there on that same hunt because it's the end of the it's the end of the road hut that we're on. And that's another thing and is they're 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 all they I don't I'm not saying that I don't know where they're but they can use all those tags at the same name. Absolutely. Time. And, and Especially if they're unit wide. If, if, realistically, if, if they're not going unit, to. But sure, but if you're, a yeah. unit ride, if you're a unit wide hunter, which hunter are you going to want to be on? Wouldn't you're going to want to be on that rut hunt. Yeah. yeah. And so we were we were not only competing with the hundred people or whatever it was that had tags, we're competing with an our unknown main, number. And I don't. Yeah, and I don't. Unknown unknown number. Number. I don't want to complain about that. I think the reason that I we brought that up was to to say that there's not a perfect system. I think we have a pretty good system. Yeah. But we as as people who purchase the license, who pay for the conservation of wildlife in New Mexico as hunters, 
should be involved in making sure that system is working as properly as it possibly can. And we can be. And we can be. By going to the meetings. By going to the meetings. And, that, and that's, I think that's where I was going with that yeah. was, was saying it's not a perfect system, but don't get lax and say we need to do, with this, do away with the system at all. We just need to make sure we stay on top of it. And if we find small little changes. things like that, small, small changes. changes, tweak it. Small changes and, over a long period of time. And, and, yeah. and all of these things are really the reason that we didn't see any Oaken succeed. No, I think the reason that we didn't see any Elks... In, I'm in, trying to blame it on something. So. <laughs> yeah, the reason we didn't see any Elk in 6C is because there was none. <laughs> like, in the whole unit, aliens came down, sucked them all up, were probing them for whatever, and there was no <laughs> Elk in 6C. <laughs> because the day after, the day we left... Some random dude shot four in a day and a half. Not, not one random dude. It was a group, a group of, of random dudes. A group of random dudes put yeah. a fillet on them. Which, funny enough, again, comes back to the, you know, we didn't have time to scout. We didn't know the area very well. They went to an area where the the fourth day we were there, we were directed to, but weren't exactly sure how to how to get up there yeah. and make it work. Um, had we gotten up there, we might have had the same luck. Who knows? I got to tell you, I, I got to tell you, and that and that one's a lot on us. Yeah, that one's a lot absolutely. on us because we were frustrated. We got up there and we were looking at that and we're like, "Yeah, I'm not walking all the way up that for no elk. Man, it's not gonna happen." Yeah, and that's on us. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna put that on anybody else. Um, or say that there were no elk in the unit. Um, that that's again. Well, yeah. That's the frustration throwing showing through. Uh, but by by and large, there were so many places that we went in that unit where there should have been elk and there were not. And I've I never, do not understand that. I've never no. put that many miles outdoor. Period. And not only not seen... We didn't even not, see any deer. Not only not seen elk, but we didn't see deer. We didn't see bear. bear. We did Nothing. 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 I mean, it was it was crazy. Yeah, and, and Gareth, I mean, there was elk there. All right, there's elk in that country. We did see old sign. We did see some elk. Um, I did run some elk off into a canyon, but it was, you know, deep, dark, miserable canyon, and you couldn't see 15 feet in front of you anywhere. Yeah. You know, but it's one of those better, the better part of valor. I'm not shooting one down here, right? <laughs> I couldn't have shot. I I couldn't have shot him if he was 30 yards in front of me. Yeah, it was that dark. dark. It, it, it was it was miserable, trashy. I mean, when we all three, when when the three of us split up that day, and I I dropped off that. So y'all y'all know where I walked. I walked up that draw and through that saddle. Yeah. I made it about like thirty yards past that, and it took me three hours. <laughs> no, I I probably went three hundred yards from there. Yeah, that's it. Wow, you couldn't you couldn't move. Well, well the, the and night the before other, we were was, it, we were in that there. in that you know? god awful canyon that was deep and dark, and we had elk screaming yeah. at it, or it, we had something that was making it could have been a bigfoot. I don't know, right? But it was making some very strange noise at us. 
but there's no way we could have shot an elk in there. No. We we would we would still be getting that elk out yeah. of there. Yeah. That's tough country. As yeah. slow as you walk, we would. Right. Right. <laughs> Shut your mouth when you're talking about it. Short, <laughs> if, you, short steps. If, if he would have been the one doing the shooting, we wouldn't have had to worry we about dragging worry anything about it, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of that, that no day, 10 yard Tom. <laughs> speaking of um, that, tr- that, that day we all split up, um, there's a, I want to bring up a um, little bit of do's and don'ts while hunting. Today's will be a don't. Don't get out and look at somebody else's truck when you see it parked and you're driving by. Yeah, it looks like you're going to steal something. Stay your ass in your truck. That is a good way to get shot. (laughs) That is a real good way to get shot. Yeah. Um, Not saying that I was going to shoot anybody. I'm just saying. You could have. I could (laughs) have. You know, Uh, I had to run back down the hill, whistling and hollering. And you know what finally got him to turn around and look my way? I bugled. I grabbed my bugle and hit a big old bugle. And they turned around and looked at me and jumped in their truck and left. Yeah. Don't do that, man. There's no need for them to be going through my pickup. I'm parked. I'm hunting. I'm carrying a gun. We'll have another don't on our deer hunt podcast. Yeah, we will. It's or a couple, don't, don't a couple a, of them. <laughs> Don't be a jackass. Don't be a jackass. <laughs> New series. <laughs> we, we can scrap hits and misses and do do's and don'ts. I'm just going to stick with the don't yeah. be a jackass. Don't be a dick. Um, yeah, that that, but th- that one frustrated me, so I'll bring that up. If, if you were, if you were uh, out hunting in 6C, any of our listeners, if you were out hunting in 6C and you happened upon a silver Toyota and you got out of your truck to um, – Look and see what was in the back of mine. You're a dick. Don't do that shit. <laughs> your just, I'm just saying. warning. Your, your mother-in-law is going to be so mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was just. Yeah, it's not cool. Not. Cool. I had to. I had to turn around, walk all the way back to the truck. It's just frustrating. Um, because you missed all of the elk in that unit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see an elk. It was going to happen. He was going to be there on the other side of that saddle at that time. But no. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful um, country, though. Beautiful country. And and here's the other funny thing about it. You know, everybody everybody, everybody talks about hunting the burn, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and there was a hell out of the burn. There, there was a huge fire up there. Four or five years ago in Los Alamos fire, yeah, yeah. and um, it, it, this is a this is a public years ago because we were yeah, we were up hunting we were hunting um, during that fire. Here's a public service announcement to well, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should try to figure out why they did it. But uh, whoever's reseeding those burns with thorny black locust trees, quit. I know, right? Oh my gosh. I was, and those little I mean, hook'em... Yeah, the little hook'em thorny thingies. Me. I don't know yeah. what they were called, but dadgum, they hurt. I've still yeah. got them in my clothes after two <laughs> washes. I was out today, literally. Well, yeah, that's... And I put on my schmog, and I was like, ow, what is it? Right? And it's one of those leftover from our So, uh, hunting clothes are expensive. Stop tearing my hunting clothes. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I but have that, that burn. One good pair of first light <laughs> pants. That's all I can afford, okay? That burn was is probably five or six years old, and whatever they reseated it with has a lot of thorns and it is thick, thick. And I'm I oh, I don't thick. know, I'm guessing. Maybe this is my only guess is that they, they reseated it with that with the intention of keeping the elk out to to, to make to make that's why there wasn't sure, there's your answer. That's, that's why we didn't have any to elk. To make sure that the aspen Black come spiky, back. Because because the, the aspen keep elk out. The aspen are actually coming back fantastically yeah, in those are. areas and yeah. it's gonna be absolutely oh, amazing thick, probably thick, in thick. twenty years. Yeah, they're gonna have to get um, somebody in there to thin it out, man, because that's like well, I don't know. I don't know. Eight inches. So that's the part I don't understand is, did they seed it with that, thinking that it, if the aspen, when the aspens get up big enough, they're going to create enough of a canopy for that to die off and then do like an understory burn? I don't know that. But it was thick, and it oh, it was nasty it's stuff. Painful. It was nasty painful, stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there would have been an elk out in the middle of that stuff, we'd have been like, no. That's a, that's, a, that's the toughest elk I've ever seen right. in my life. I can't kill him. <laughs> I couldn't eat him. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the first place we went the first morning, uh, Rodney and I, because there was a big old burn up the side of this hill. And not only that, there, you know, it was, we in, went it was kind of a big valley. eighty-six stories on that hike. 186 stories. Every step of it had thorns. I know. Every it was, step it was, of it. It was so one thousand eight hundred and sixty ouches because there with every step there was an ouch. Yeah. Ouch! Son of a bitch! What the hell? But uh, no bugles. I mean nothing. No. Yeah, it was it was a very difficult hunt. Um, probably one of the more difficult public land elk hunts I've ever been on. I. It wouldn't have been so bad if we were just, you know, seeing. I, I think we said that sign. on on, on the, the first part of this that we did while we were up on the mountain. You know, we saw more elk on our antelope hunt than yeah. we did on our elk hunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we're bulls, and we and we and we only saw like ten elk on our antelope hunt. <laughs> we saw more deer on our antelope hunt. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, that was and talking about sign. There was there was old sign, but when you're you're when you're driving around in an area that's got elk, you see sign from the road. Even from the road, you see sign. You'll mm-hmm. see a rub. You'll see yeah. You see uh, rubs droppings in the road. You'll see a place where you know they came down and and they peed in the road and then moved off of it. Even if you don't see the elk, most of the time, if you're in an area where there's a good amount of, good amount of elk. A huntable amount of elk, you're seeing that sign from the road. And we drove many a mile trying new areas to see if we could find elk and never saw any of that. Mm-hmm. Ever. After, after dark. I mean, when stuff could be moving. When stuff should be, should moving, be out moving. Nothing. Now, granted, just it wasn't a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there were, there were places where we drove by. He's on the poacher. <laughs> there are places. No, where he's we picking drove. fun at me. I know he is. I know he is. Um, but there he were places where we drove by stuff. where they should have been. You know, meadows, things like that. Mm-hmm. They should have been. And even at night, you know, you should have seen little eyes glowing in the dark. Nothing. Not not, not a single a, set. 
No, Never saw an elk there? run across the road. Didn't see a coyote, a fox, a, <laughs> like nothing. Nothing. No, there was squirrels. There was, yeah. there was a lot a of squirrels. squirrels. Should have brought a shotgun. Right? It, it was, was it still squirrel season? Definitely I don't, don't have a squirrel license. Yeah, you do. I do? You have to buy it to get your elk license. The huh. general hunting license is your squirrel license. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was they were still in season. I imagine they probably were. I don't know. <laughs> what Poacher <laughs> Didon said was, squirrels are always in season. I'm not a poacher. But it depends on what kind of squirrels you're shooting. Because some squirrels are always in season. Yeah, them ground squirrels. Oh. Those are in season. That's, that's a squirrel. A, that's not a squirrel. It's a squirrel. That's not a squirrel. It's a squirrel. Something just died in there. <laughs> That's, probably didn't show up on the sound, but there was there was definitely a sound. <laughs> Maybe think, a yeti. I think, Becky's, I, I think Becky's cat may have just died. Right. That's possible. That is possible. We're at um, if you're if you're if you've watched the video clip of um, the podcast release, we are in. The game, game room. room at Becky and Rogers, really cool AKA place. AKA my bedroom. Yeah, we're we're currently on a deer hunt. Yes, talking about our elk hunt. Talk about our elk hunt. We'll talk about. Our really deer want hunt. to talk about the deer hunt. We'll talk, but we're got to get hunt. it done before we talk about it. Yes. So, yep. Um, I don't know. I that was. We actually got to talk about quite a bit more. Uh, about the elk hunt that I thought we were going to when we got into the private land stuff because I thought it was I thought the podcast would end up being the elk hunt sucked. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much more to say. <laughs> Rodney being Pretty punctual, <laughs> period. <laughs> I think I was on time to all the morning hunts on the elk hunt. Yeah. Very punctual. Very, Very punctual. punctual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, so yeah. yeah. Like I said, I think <coughs> we we actually talked about more than I thought we were going to talk about. Um, you know, one one thing I do want to say about, about that elk hunt was, even though we were frustrated, and even though I may not have felt like that at the time, um, it, it is always just enjoyable to be out in the woods with that, even if it's a false hope, that hope of finding right. some animal. And we did, we, you know, we saw, we saw that one bull. He so a great bull. The second day, uh, we saw this bull on, on that little piece of private. That was the first day, wasn't it? Second. First day. First, first day, evening. First evening. Yep. And, uh. And so the next morning we went up um, to see if we couldn't catch catch him coming off the private. So we went up a ridge line and and that was quite the, the hike and the climb. But we heard him and saw a bull, a nice probably three hundred class bull across the canyon. Probably you ranged him at five. Yeah, he was right at five hundred. And we probably should have let you take a shot at him. 
you might actually. Well, hit I'm, that's within my range. It's it's that whole inside a hundred. Yeah, inside a hundred is a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> shut your mouth. But, like, but you we, shut your laughs. We were we were uh, we were on a bluff on on the east side. Bluff is is a mile, <laughs> and, he were, and he was he was on the other side, and we couldn't get around to him, and so. That evening, uh, we we planned to come back and try and catch them coming back down to the meadow that was on the only 50 acres of non-unit-wide private. Um, 43. Seven of it was unit-wide. Sorry, about that. 43 <laughs> acres. Um, and, yeah, that didn't work so well either. And we went the next <laughs> morning and tried to catch them on the exact same ridge they'd been on the morning before. And that didn't Nothing. work. Nothing. No, at least the morning that we saw him across the canyon, we heard bugles. Yeah, there was at least three bulls in there. Yeah, there was there was the big boy, and then two down below. Um, and we know there was two, at least two different bulls, simply because we saw the one that was on private, and he was a smaller bull, and we saw that three hundred. And it wasn't a hunter because no, the only hunters <laughs> in that unit dumb enough to go in that canyon that was, was us. us. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. there was, like Kyle said, a sheer cliff on one side, <laughs> and the other side was like the one thing I forgot. The one thing I forgot. The one thing I forgot to put in my pack that day was my rappel gear. <laughs> right. If you would have only brought it that day, we'd have been okay. A thousand for the cord. <laughs> well, like, what did you say? It was a 500-yard shot? Yeah. Uh-huh. If we'd have rappelled down that, it'd have been like a 52-yard shot. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. That, that, that was an insane gang. It was ridiculous. And, and hey, when we Kyle, covered it... Kyle, and, my, and favorite part, we, but my favorite part, Kyle's like, Let's just go right here till it, <laughs> yeah. right here till this hill tops off. I have never climbed a and hill with we, so it, many false summits. It, I mean, it was oh, false it's, summit it's, it's after just right false here. summit. I kept saying, I kept saying, the summit. top's right there. The top's right there. Three hours later, <laughs> the top's the right, top's there. right there. there. We had two two lunch breaks and three naps by the time. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the the crazy part was is that the first top that we got to yeah. was freaking way up there. It was like six hundred I mean, yards it at didn't, least. It did. Uh, this didn't look like like the top of the hill that was no. rolling over. God. This looked like the top of a freaking peak. Yeah, yeah. You know, rocks coming out of the dang trees and shit. It was just the peak. And it no, wasn't, wasn't even close to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. That was our bit. first rest but, stop. But, yeah, <laughs> that was breakfast drop. <laughs> and then we were like, um, "Let's let's just drop off the backside of this and hit the road and come around. It'd be nice easy walk." Oh my lanta! Yeah. I, I, that about killed me. It did about kill D dog. It literally yeah, about killed me because that was about two and a half miles of and driving down a crappy rocky road sucks walking down a crappy rocky road because it had all them two inch boulders all over it and you'd step and go everything just was was just tearing your ankles twisting your ankles sideways and and not a single i mean we saw a thousand hunters all weekend right well and in the two hours or whatever that we 
force march back to the truck <laughs> down that rocky road. Not one not flipping one. hunter. No, the lady drove by. That was not a hunter. Not a hunter. Well, that's true. The one, <laughs> the one person who did drive by <laughs> was like, going yeah, that way. I ain't picking up three guys with freaking guns. Uh-uh. That was the lady. The, yeah. other, the other guy that drove by was going the other way. Um, and yeah. Consequently, one of the only two elk we saw killed during that hunt was the other guy going the other way mm-hmm. with the head in the back. The, yep. the trophy. That, the trophy hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mounted to his head Mounted rack. to his head rack. Yeah. Looked like a real douche. Talk about <laughs> do's and don'ts. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we pro- I don't know how many miles we drove, but we probably passed, conservatively, I would say we passed 30 camps. Yeah. That's... And we saw that, that head in the back of that truck, and we saw one hanging in camp. Yep. Yep. And that was it. The whole hunt. That was it. You know, we did the, we didn't see that number of hunters, but that deer hunt that we did in Unit Fifty Two, we didn't see that as many hunters, but in that entire hunt we saw one doe. Yeah, that's true. And we saw one deer hanging a forkhorn in a yeah. camp, and that was it in the whole hunt. Yep. And that was the same way, and and kind of the same thing. You know, we hunted hard, hard, hard for four days. And that fifth day, we woke up, and the only thing we had was a summer tent, yeah. with just the can. You know, it's got the 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 like the, mesh yeah. top, and then a canopy, the rain fly over the top of it. It, it was kind of it's, like we were hunting, hunting an angel fire. They're like, "Oh, it's gonna come like a three inch snow, no big deal." And yeah. Then, hey, it's it's gonna be, it may be closer to a foot, but no big deal. Yeah. And then. What the problem was though was the wind because we woke up. That I woke morning. up with a quarter inch of snow inside the tent because it blew me. under the it rain. It blew fly. under the rain fly yeah. and then fell through the mesh. Yeah, and so I woke up and I looked over at Devon and I was like, "What the hell?" And there was a quarter inch of snow all the way across the top of it. <laughs> and I poked my head out of my sleeping bag and looked down and sure enough, me too. <laughs> And I told Dinon, screw this. It's no good. We can't dock here. <laughs> no good. <laughs> we can't no dock here. <laughs> I was like, Dinon, sleep in because we're going home. Well, I'm the sheriff came done up. with this yeah. business. What was that? Five? Well, it's been longer than that. Well, it's, it was when your president got elected. Yeah, it was you. <laughs> Did we just become not friends? <laughs> <laughs> That's a kind of yeah, shit we, that'll get you cut out of this podcast. Yeah, we, that was we were hunt, we were hunting there the first mm-hmm. first year that Obama. So it's been ten years. Ten? Yeah, yeah. I was newly married. Yeah, you were newly married. <laughs> Silence. Maybe that's what I did wrong. No, no longer newly married. <laughs> Love was grand. Divorce was like. A Two grand, grand. <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred grand. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, because it was me. Yeah, yeah. So sitting here, sitting here talking about it, regardless of the hardships and the frustration, it it is always it's it's more rewarding to have somebody to share the misery with, right? Um, um, how many times have you said it? Um, mm-hmm. 
Mis- misery breeds memory. Misery breeds memory. The memory will remain, but this misery is not going to fade too fast. No. <laughs> yeah. It so is going to be a while before I go, hey, you know what, guys? Let's put in for let's, six seats. Let's, let's do that and again. D-Don will come in with a flying elbow. <laughs> yeah. oh. How about no, you Dutch bastards? <laughs> so, no. We hope you guys had a better better elk season than we did uh it, it was it was still great i mean i got to hang out with you guys it was we fun got to be out we got to ch- test out your little cooking system that is now become oh, i a love that thing staple so like wow i will can, never can, know can you say can you say what that is with that? it's a jet boil yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's the mini mo yeah um so which i've had why? One, i've had one of those in my work truck forever that's the best thing ever I, I just it. didn't I didn't realize but didn't how put it, two and two together well, that that is an awesome thing to have no, no, while you're hunting. Yeah, I I figured it was, but we we had always you're just, not you're not doing yourself any favors here. <laughs> we had always it always been kind of tradition for us to just to have like summer sauces and crackers and and cheese as mm-hmm. our as our lunches. It, I didn't put two and two together because. Um, until you got into the backpacking crap, we didn't even look into the freaking mountain house no, lunches. We didn't, and we didn't, and I wish that, we had them because we should have. We tried. I mean, how many different types rock. did we try? I love breakfast rock. I mean, we get out there about ten o'clock. You get hungry. Well, now instead of going into camp and getting some food, you just break out with some mountain house. The only brand, by the way. The only brand. Because the rest of them are... Well, I haven't tried the rest. I mean, there's a bunch more. Yeah. There's a bunch more you got to give a whirl. But I'm not going to go the cheap route anymore on those. Because the cheap route... Um, no. The ones that the communist company carried? They, they were unedible, dude. Like, no, that was That horrible. was singly was, the worst meal I've ever had. I don't even know what that was. Alpine Air or something like that. Uh, I don't know. It was horrid. Yes. I mean, just... Just... I mean... I burnt it's, that for it's, three days. It's the kind. It was the kind of meal that people that hate themselves and want to die, but talk about eating healthy, eat. It was horrible. It was. It was just and lie to themselves and tell you it's delicious. Yeah. And then uh, it's like gluten free diet. Yeah, those mountain houses. Yeah, I had, <laughs> I had the mountain house. That Unbelievable. Was, yeah, I, I literally had we totally botched it. I had. Supposed to be chicken and dumplings. It was chicken and dumplings soup. soup. <laughs> was your chicken and dumplings better today? Oh, it tasted just as good. Dude, they look yeah. so good. Yeah, so like, good. If I wasn't a glutard, 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 it's a real thing. Yeah. Allergic to gluten. It's a real thing. <laughs> you know, um, I, but I have heard. I can't confirm this. It's only rumor. But I have heard that that is a condition that only liberals can get. Um, absolutely, a hundred percent. I'm just saying, not I'm, true. I'm just saying, that's what I heard. I would rather. <laughs> All right, now, now we're getting into the realm where we're going to piss people that. off. <laughs> so back to the elephants. Um, no, I like that. I like that. Uh, I like breaking out with a little jet boil for breakfast. Um, I think we've done it every every meal since. Why wouldn't we? Absolutely. And then, and then for lunch. And it, the best part about it is if you're doing that, you're still out there in the woods. No, one, no need to come one back One minute, in. literally? Yeah, it takes like... Uh, I don't cook at home, but I would eat those like as... Yeah, if they weren't about $9,000 a pack. Yeah, it's like $9 a pack. Yeah, 
Well, I, I exaggerated largely for a reason. So people know I'm actually exaggerating. Godoy. But, yeah, they're expensive. I mean, if you were eating those for, like, regular meals. So but it's we're, like we're, two meals. Yeah. But we're, so I, me and Dana are planning this pack trip, right? And so I've been going through and putting the whole list together. Did a podcast about it. And, but putting the whole list together of everything that we've got to carry and take with us, you know, for it's a four-day, three-night trip for me and Dana and the kids. And then I come to um, getting the meals situated and making sure the kids have enough calories and that me and Dana have enough food and so on and so forth. And it's going to cost about $400 for the food. And I'm like, we could freaking stay at a fancy hotel in some fancy city for that price. I need my rifle. Jimmy Christmas. It's expensive. Wow. It's very expensive. You can split it. Yeah, well, I've learned that now. Yeah, uh, that, so that's part of the learning those, process. Yeah, those meals so are big. Getting into the getting into the whole um, backpacking stuff and and trying to get all that figured out and uh, you know I was going a breakfast, lunch, and dinner for each of us, trying to get the calories up because those things don't have a lot of calories. You know, there's there's some that got some pretty good uh, uh, protein, but they don't have a lot of calories. So specifically for the kids, I want to make sure that they're their calories are up there pretty good. Um, trying to get to that calorie threshold that they need mm. takes a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner plus their snacks, right? And sure, holy crap, that's expensive. But now I know that I don't care what the calories are. The kids can't eat a whole bag of that no. mountain house because no. I can't. There's no way. You know. Now Jackson on the lasagna, he'll tear that up. He'll eat that whole bag and be asking for half of mine yep. so they're good they were they're good. very good so that was a that was a good discovery like you said it 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 was a frustrating hunt uh but it was still hunting i would rather be frustrated with the two of y'all than anybody else in the whole world so you're usually frustrated with That's us. Right. <laughs> point <laughs> so uh, that's uh I think that's kind of a wrap on the elk hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two hunts down. Two hunts down. One to go. One to go. Unless, well, well, we can start. One to, one to go with the group. Yeah. Me and you have a Barbary tag as well. Yes. D-Don, you don't get one. He can go. I'm just kidding. I just, he can buy a over-the-counter over the counter. and go with us. I still got to look into that. I got to find out if we can do both. Yeah, I know we can only buy one tag, but I don't know if we can Hunt both places. use the yeah, yeah use that tag in both places. It's a statewide tag. It is, but I don't know. I don't know how that works. I have to look into it. I don't want to be breaking the law or anything. That's what Dedon does. That's what we got Dedon. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hope you guys' hunting season is going well. Um, yeah, if you get something. If you got got an animal, send us a picture. Love to feature you. Right. Um, follow us on Instagram. Instagram. Face. Oh yeah. And check this out. So Kyle got a new hunting wagon. A new hunting wagon. So Kyle's new hunting wagon needs a name. So we are going to let you guys we'll probably have to put a post up. We'll put take a, post. a picture of, of, of it. And we'll put it on Instagram. And go on there. And give yep. us your 
entry your thought for the name. And whoever comes up with the name that we end up naming it, we're going to send you one of our new hats with the leather patches. Yes. Which, those are coming. Stay tuned. They're going to be awesome. Yes. So, do that. Look for the post on our Instagram and Facebook page. Give us a suggestion for the name, and if we pick yours, we'll send you that. Absolutely. That's all I got, man. (laughs) That's all I got. Adios. Adios, guys. See you. Thanks for joining Not A Grande Outdoors Podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.